All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I have Moni with me, and I'm really excited to have this conversation with her about restoring the core after having kiddos and all of the different things. So welcome to the the, the podcast, Moni. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. All right. So give us a little bit of your background and who you are. So background is like the boring stuff is that I have my function nutrition and fitness and my performance nutrition, as well as certified in epigenetics, which is just a fancy word about how we create and form habits and how our brain works. Um, I was a former professional athlete and a D1, had a D1 scholarship to the States. And then as soon as I hit 40 ish in that realm, I felt these shifts happening. And I was like, but wait a second, I work out, I eat clean. I did have kids later on in life. That's sort of the exciting part of who I am is the the two kids, uh, 12, going to be 12 and eight, uh, three kids, if you count my husband, but two kids. And then um, I, I felt just these natural shifts. And I said, but what work, what was working isn't working now. So around that time, and I'm 50, I started zoning in on how we age, basically, and what's going on with us hormonally, yes, but just as an active woman in her 40s and now 50s, 60s, um, plus plus that I work with, um, what shifts are happening and how we have to not only, Shannon, change the game, excuse the pun, but change the game and what we're doing, but also the narrative and a lot of the belief systems that we've come into believing like how I was I don't you remember getting ready for vacation and being like okay I'll eat salads three times a day I'll work out like crazy run five days a week and then you'll be bikini body ready in two weeks not the case now and I think many many women feel it as they get older and not only that I think just after you have kids as you know and just getting reconnected with the changes that your body's gone through and the healing that you have to go through um so that has led me to what I am, I'm doing now. And, um, that's kind of the boring stuff. The, the fun stuff is that I love what I do. I've been doing it a long time. Um, I'm from just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I tried to keep active again with my, my young kids and we love travel and uh, we love being outside and hitting the beach. Yes, we do have beaches up here in Canada, lots of lovely beaches and warm weather. And, um, yeah, I'm excited that you're having us here and we're having this conversation because this is an area, I don't know about you, but this is probably the number one area I get asked about with women. It's like, how do I, what's going on here as I'm pointing sort of to my midline and how do I get rid of it? (laughs) Yes. And you guys are going to hear my kids in the background (laughs) for this conversation. Um, yeah, the midline. I a lot of my clients carry it in like their hips and thighs. Mm-hmm. And so they have kind of that pear shape or they have like that spare tire kind of thing that they are struggling to lose. So mm-hmm. how I guess let's just kind of dive into this conversation. So mm-hmm. what shifts happen in our core and in our midline as we begin to age? Okay. So body composition naturally changes as we age based on really a number of factors, but I'm going to talk about three off the top. And the big one 
is this fa that fancy word of lifestyle. I think, you know, we've all heard it in social media and everything, you know, uh, flashed at us, but how we produce and biofeedback cortisol, which is a key stress and fat storing hormone changes as we age. Okay. And I'll say this too, aging. Yes. But also depending on what level of stress you are, you could be in your early thirties, but have high level stress or stressors in your life and maybe be more sensitive to that fat storing hormone cortisol. So the cortisol receptors in our visceral fluff, which is our, our fluff that's closest to our organs, it's our main source of protection, um, has also increased as we age. And this all leads to a heightened sense of what we call in the wellness space, fight or flight. Okay. It's, it's a natural response that we have when our, our mind and our bodies are having a perceived stressor. And it's either you're going to stand and you're going to fight it. <laughs> Some people even say freeze, you want to, you know, play dead and be a you know, turtle on the back, or you're going to run and you're going to run like heck. So it's a natural response that we all have. And our way that our bodies are being triggered in that fight or flight, the main response is to hold onto fluff because we have to remember too, Shannon, that people have to understand that, that, that fluff, which is my nice word for fat, um, is protection. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. I know it's a pain in the butt and it's a nuisance and we, we don't like to have the pinchies and the fluffies and everything, but there's a reason behind it's a symptom for something and your body's holding on to it because it's a preferred energy source and it's protection to vital organs and our brain needs it. Our brain's made out of it. Okay. So it, so that's lifestyle. Okay. Just how we're dealing with the busyness of life. You ask everybody today, how are they doing? I'm busy. Right. The second one is environment. Um, as you and I sit here and have this conversation, a lot of us are sitting more, right? Thanks yeah. to Zoom meetings and maybe what's happened over the last couple of years, you know, but the average person now they're saying sits more than they sleep in a day. And even if you work out, and I think this is a huge misconception for many women, even if you work out for that 45 minutes a day, and then, but you sit for the rest of the day, that's not enough movement in your day. Yeah. But women think, you know, I've worked out today. Yeah. But then you're still sitting eight hours a day in back-to-back -back meetings or, or doing your thing. And this all naturally lowers what we call your resting metabolic rate, which means the rate of which we're just using up energy, AKA calories to perform everyday innate functions or functions like activity and working out. And all of that also leads to decrease in muscle mass, which is super, super key as, as we age. So environment is big. We're just sitting, we're not moving. Can I ask you yeah. like for, let's say people have a desk job. Yep. What do you recommend? Like, I know for me, like I have a standing desk. So a lot of times I stand up, you know, while I'm doing stuff, but you're like, I'm still stationary. Yes. I, I guess I'm engaging muscles standing, but I'm still not actively moving. I don't know what the right word is for that. So yeah. do you have some suggestions on how to compensate for that? Yeah, 100%. And it is, it, it, there is a difference. I know women that have the standing desk and that that's great for alignment and yeah, using different stabilizing muscles. You can engage your core even, you know, as you're standing. But when we say um, sedentary, it is movement. And with you and I that do sit at our desk too and, and work all day, I literally, and it sounds so simple and elementary, 
but start with putting a reminder in your phone and just saying alarm, like every hour, get up, move. And I say, when me, don't make it like a pain in your butt that the alarm's going to go off and you're going to say, no, I'm in the middle of writing this email pause, right? But try to maybe equate it to times in your day. Like when you may have to go get some more water. Okay. Maybe you're, you're going to go have some lunch. You know, you're maybe going to go get, grab the mail and try to piggyback it with something that you would do in your day already. So it doesn't seem like this extra task, but just doing movement. So for myself, I used to work at my desk and eat and do emails and eat. Now I block off that time legit in my calendar. And now I go for a walk before it's just around my block. Mm. It's probably 10 to 15 minutes. I take the fur baby. If he's not sleeping, we have an older dog, right? And I just go and then come back and have my lunch. Okay. There's so many great things about being outside in nature. It's your biggest serotonin boost, which is your most effective and free way of combating cortisol. And that's just not woo woo. That's science-based and just getting outside, breathing, not looking at your phone, just grounding yourself, get some movement and circulation. in. you see women now that have the treadmill, you know, under the desk, I can't, I'm a great multitasker. I don't think I could do that. (laughs) See, and I I, wondered that I'm like, maybe if I was on a business call where I'm just listening, but like trying to like walk and talk and type and I'll fall off. I'll fall (laughs) off for sure. So try to try to look at your schedule, look at your day and, and and commit to yourself. Where am I going to get up and move right and move my body? And it, it is about circulation. Listen, like ultimately yeah. circulation is big because for us to utilize the fluff, it needs to be released. And then it circulates our body until another cell pick, picks it up. The key word yeah. there is circulates. So we need blood flow, right? Or it's just, it's yeah. sitting, right? And not yes. being released. And if it's not getting picked up, guess what? It gets restored. <laughs> it gets yeah. restored. So- One of the things that I do, and it's very similar to you is I don't start my meetings until like 9am. So, or usually 10, like I'll start kind of working. I might answer like some emails or do voice messages or something, um, to my team to just like, Hey, you know, let's get up and get going. Um, because I get back from dropping off my kids at eight 30 that, you know, whatever. And so I kind of, I like to start with making sure my house is cleaned up, maybe similar to you, a 10, 15 minute walk, nothing too serious with the baby. And then usually about that time she's ready for nap. I nurse her, I put her to sleep. And then I like go into my day Mm -hmm. for things. And then I, one of the things that I've also learned when it comes to like attention and focus and brain fog and stuff is there's a lot of studies out there that say work for 45 minutes and then go do a different task and come back. And mm-hmm. so, cause you start to kind of zone, right? Like that 45 totally. minute mark, it's like, okay, scroll Facebook. Oh, this, that, you know, like your brain starts to wander. And so what I've done is about that 45 minute mark. That's when I'm getting up to go to the bathroom. That's when I'm getting up to go get a drink. I'll go switch the laundry from the washing machine yep. to the dryer, <laughs> you know, yep. um, and be intentional about building in movement for, for the day. Yeah. So. And I know there's a lot of moms out there, especially with young kids that are like, Oh, I'm moving. Like I have toddlers. I'm running around. 
So then that that's not one of the 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 you know things that may be going on or shifts that may be happening, but lifestyle and stress running after that toddler is, right? Yeah. And the third one that I would say, Shannon, probably is hormones. And I think it's so easy now for us all to say, oh, I'm blaming the hormones. I blame the hormones um, for everything. And we can't just blame one, but let's, let's look at the two big players, okay? And that's estrogen and insulin, fat storing hormone. And estrogen is what gives us that hourglass shape Okay. And it really starts to decline. doesn't matter how well you eat and how you work out as you age. Okay. And if we have more stressors coming at us and we're not really building up our stress resiliency and our stress accommodation, it can affect us earlier than the typical over 40. Okay. So something just to remember for your younger, your younger viewers and your younger audience um, or younger the listeners, I should say. But it also, estrogen is, is she's funny because she also tells you where to store fat, right? Hence that subcutaneous fat, which is the pinchy kind. And it's very high in what we call our estrogen receptors, right? It makes sense. It's a protection. It wants to protect hips, thighs, waist, right? Key areas of the female reproductive system. So we become more insulin resistant as well, meaning that we just don't metabolize energy like carbohydrates as we used to, and especially the refined carbohydrates. And again, this is not about being anti-carb, but when we're, we're in a busy lifestyle, we need to learn. And I know this is what you do in your Hansen method and in your other protocols, we need to learn how to utilize our nutrition to match our energy demand. And this is not about intuitive eating. This is not about rotating your macros or calorie counting or what I call food calculus, but it is being in tune to how we are nourishing ourselves and the timing of everything. So lifestyle, environment, hormones, you put all those three into play and right away as a, as a symptom, a response to something naturally, we're going to hold on to that extra fluff in that core hip thigh. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Yep. Totally. All right. Let's move on to the next question that I have for you. And I lost it. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm doing. The okay. miss? Let's go back over here. Um, so what are the biggest myths? Yes. Thank yeah. you. Myths <laughs> around the belly, the fluff. Big ones. The biggest one I think we all know by now is that you can't sit up your way out of it. Right. Uh, and yes. I will argue this, you cannot work out your way out of it. Excuse my glamour grammar, but you, you kind of get my point. We have to change the narrative as we're aging that workouts are not about losing weight anymore. Ladies workouts, the subset of working out is losing weight, but workouts are around. Yes. Your stress accommodation for many around, um, you know, system health and organelle health and cardiovascular health and all the things. Okay. It's about functional fitness and being able to hold lean muscle mass and, and to have your bones healthy so that you can carry groceries up the stairs when you're 80. Okay. The subsets of that is weight loss, but there's the burn calories mentality has to be bye-bye. Doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the big that's the biggest myth. The where we need to put our focus then is these two things: consistency and efficiency. 
and, and please write those down because your body more than ever in your thirties, whether you've had kids or not forties, fifties, sixties, is that your body is craving consistency now more than ever social injustice, COVID craziness, yo-yo dieting, the on and the off again, your cheat days, your start fresh Mondays, all of which are pancaking up to being a huge detriment and triggering your body to hold on to fluff because it doesn't trust what you're doing anymore. doesn't matter if you did a three month challenge, eat clean challenge. Okay. The fact of how, think about how many years women do that and then fall off, if you will, off the wagon. I say there's never should be a wagon. If there's a wagon, it's moving too fast. Right. But they fall off. Yeah. Say, you know, F it because the summer's here and I want my backyard barbecues and I got vacation with the girls and the family's going to Disney. And then you find motivation from something and it gets you back on. Every single time we have that start fresh, it gets harder and harder and harder. It doesn't matter how clean you eat, how hard you work out. So we need to think about that when it comes to nutrition, when we think about movement and working out, if you will, when we're training our core area, again, core literally is from, you know, sternum all the way down to, to the hip bones, okay, down there. Um, we need to have efficient stabilizer muscles first. So again, this is not about the sit-ups, okay. Yeah. And the side planks. It is about developing the inner core stabilizers and it's about functional fitness. And then we build from there. We build the strength first. Okay. We get rid of inflammation in the body first. We prime the body. Then we can strengthen and shape into the lean core or the trim thigh or whatever you'd like. But that initial needs to be there. But most women miss that step, right? They just think I, I yeah. work out harder. I'll do the sit-ups. I'll do the leg raises, I'll do the butt lifts and it should work. Okay. I, I love that on so many yeah. levels <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's not about going to the gym more. No. To get the, the stuff. So I love the way that you put it in priming the body and nutrition fuel for the body is a key component to that as well. Yep. 100%. And when you want, because a lot of us feel disconnected from our core area, right? You feel like, Oh, you know, what does it feel like? You know, and when you have, when it's sore, you're like, Oh, I remember those muscles. Okay. So the mm -hmm. key there is to really develop the internal stabilizers and we can do an exercise by doing it. Like everyone's heard of Kegels, right. Or pelvic floor exercises. Yep. So yep. We call them dims um, in my community. And what we're basically doing is working the inner transverse muscles. You can, I'm using my hands. You can't see, but the inner transverse muscles that kind of wrap around our waist and give us our shape. So if we just sit here right now and we flex and try to pull our belly button into our spine and hold it for 15 seconds and then release and then do that three times, not every single day, every couple of days, that's going to start building up those internal stabilizer muscles. Then we progress into the planks and then we can progress into the, to, um, you know, the, some leg raises or things like that. Okay. But the dims, if women want to know where to start, that's it. Don't start with doing, doing the setup. Setup's probably one of the worst exercises that you can do for your core, actually, because you're actually most well, women engage their quads <laughs> and hip flexors. Yeah. So I've been doing, um, 
pure bar. So it's a bar course or a yeah. bar workout. And it does a lot of that. And there's, so we do a plank at the beginning towards like the beginning of the workout. Yep. And then at the end we're doing, they have like three core sections. I don't know. Yep. And like th- there are a variety of different things working different parts of the abs. And they recently I've taken a few classes and the classes that they're doing, some of them, I'm noticing that my hip flexors, like it, I feel it there. Mm-hmm. And because I have the separation of the abs, the yeah. recti, um, diastasis recti, that's the word yep. <laughs> and an umbilical hernia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a lot of core strength that is missing mm-hmm. for me. So anyways, and but I that's think huge for you so to it, recognize that because if your core is not strong enough, you're going to naturally engage your hip flexors in your, in your quads to help you go through the movement and you felt the soreness there. So now yeah. focus on ones that maybe aren't as big of a movement. And again, you're holding right. Tightening more than anything to start off with. I think you feel this, yeah. you feel the difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I was going to say is instead of always like following the class. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like engaging in those like crunches and stuff like that, I'm like I'm going to do more holding and squeezing mm-hmm. because what happens when you do like those sit-ups is that coning effect yes. and it it works. So mm-hmm. anyways, that's a yeah. little the power little belly. But many yeah, but many women are there, right? They get the power belly. It's all about the, 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 whether, what stage of life you're in, it's just having that mind body connection, right. With that area and really feeling the movement and breathing through the movement. And it doesn't need to be this huge sweat session, right. To, to get it done. And it shouldn't be again, efficiency and consistency. Where can you be efficient in your exercise and movements? Like you just said, right. Your aha. And where can you be consistent? Right. Where does it go into your day? <laughs> she needs her mom. I love right. it. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think that was super helpful, at least for me, hearing other people um, who are more. I feel like I have a basis for like workouts and stuff, but I would not be a trainer. <laughs> like don't ask yeah. me to train you. That is not, you know, that's not in my wheelhouse. Um, but let's, as we wrap this up, what are the key areas that we need to focus on when we're learning to empower ourselves and being strong and having that lean core um, for now? And then obviously into the future, especially I have to say this too, for people who, are 50s, 60s, you know, that kind of thing. And they're noticing changes in their body. Mm-hmm. This movement, a lot of movement, core strength is about functionality too. Mm-hmm. It's being able to get in and out of bed. It's being able to get in and out of a chair. It's able, like being able to go carry in your groceries and going up and down the stairs long-term and your core is a huge part of that. And so even if you aren't an athlete or don't want to go to the gym, we need to be loving, loving the core. (laughs) Very conscious. And I'd say to you, don't get overly number focused. I know 
you know, there's the measurement, you take your waist and then you take your chest and you'd have the differential number. It, it, there's so many different variables and factors that can really equate to what the, the outcome of that number means, right? But just ask yourself, like, am I, am I comfortable? Am I strong? Am I confident in that area? And again, confidence is fleeting. You're gonna have good days and bad days, but in a nutshell, and then, and then do the small steps, like I said. But what can we do now to focus on um, three? Again, I guess I love the number three today. So number one is nutrition, right? And again, we see her that whole saying, like abs are made in the kitchen. It's pretty true, right? It's pretty true. And making sure, number one, that you are eating enough to meet your specific energy demand and or your healing protocol, okay? Because I think a lot of women think they can just muscle through, they wanna start counting things, they want the control. That's why new maps and fit pals are so popular because we love that control of what we're eating and it feels good punching in that number. But you know what? They don't know how stressed your day was. They didn't know that you're running around meeting after meeting across town. They don't know that you had to take your kids to three different arenas and three different hours after work, right? So just be mindful of your energy exchange and know that nutrition is there to support it and not have that yeah. narrative of like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to get, the more I eat, I'm going to get bigger, okay? The more I eat, I'm going to bitter. And for me, I always say, making sure that we're using our nutrition to support our insulin levels. That's the biggest, like insulin and cortisol. You, like Shannon, when I interviewed you, we talked about this. They're the big players, right? And like if people come to you with your thyroid, usually have some other hormone that's in play or having something going on with it, okay? So it's the same here. Just nutrition, make sure it's matching your energy demand. If you have questions around that, reach out. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. two is train your core to redirect your, how your muscles work. And again, when we're training our core, it is all about in developing those internal stabilizers first. If you don't know what that means or want some more information around that, reach out to me. I have a guide I could give you that we all have guides, 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 but I have a guide that I can give you that will help. And it's things, like I said, doing your dims, right? It could be a little bit of a plank, maybe even with your knees on the ground. It could be what we call the dead bug. It sounds terrible, but basically you're on your back, okay, with your knees in the air and your arms in the air, and you're just alternating knee and arm to the ground, concentrating on keeping your spine in alignment. It's hard work because right away your back wants to arch, right? But we have to use those inner core muscles to keep it nice and straight. So redirect um, how we're training our core. And the third part is again, move. Again, the fluff is not burned. We hear like burn the fat. Like it, technically it is, a, it is a gas that gets released, but it, it actually circulates our body and is hopefully used up by as energy source by something else. If not, it's restored. So blood flow and circulation are huge factors on whether your fluff is utilized or stored. And obviously movement helps and muscles are biggest consumer of glucose as well. So therefore it can help with your insulin regulation, which is a fat storing hormone. If insulin's out of whack, again, doesn't matter how clean you eat or how hard you work out, it's gonna have a slew of side effects. One of them is holding on to that extra fluff. So nutrition, train, move, train properly, and then move. 
that's the places where to start and to keep it simple I will add to that Shannon because I think we try to overcomplicate things and then we leads to overwhelm which leads to inaction it doesn't need to be like that I say to my clients I'm like it's not slow it's strategic so keep it simple maybe you just focus on doing those inner core exercises that I spoke about then you focus on maybe some nutrition and talking to Shannon about how how nutrition should meet with your goals. And then we can talk about maybe incorporating some movement more into your day, right? Start slow because if we want to have that to-do list and add to it, it's just not going to work. <laughs> Efficiency and consistency, right? We have to keep on that. Totally. And I, I love that. I love telling my clients, I'm like, pick one thing, mm -hmm. one thing more, focus mm -hmm. on that. And then add something new in, right? Like yeah. focus on doing the exercises. Okay, now I'm going to add in eating more vegetables or drinking more water or like something instead of an all or nothing mentality, because the all or nothing mentality leads gets us frustration. <laughs> yeah, leads to frustration and confusion yeah. and frustration and inaction, right? Inaction. Like we talked about, yeah. you talked about that freeze where- mm -hmm the fight or flight or freeze. And most of us freeze. <laughs> most of us freeze. And I think like, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm offering you the, your listeners a guide. And it's like, it's called the power of protein in your breakfast. Because when people say, okay, nutritionally, what do I do? This guide will help and protein as we age is huge. And it's a big builder has great thermogenic effects. We need it in our body for a variety of reasons that I explain in the guide. But many women, much many women are not getting enough protein in their diets. And this is a simple way to add it in, especially in one of the most important meals of the day, which is your breakfast, right? And a lot of yeah. busy women out there are saying, I don't need breakfast today. Eat your breakfast. Uh, well, and that, <laughs> honestly, that's what I struggle with probably the most is getting enough protein because mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So here's a little like tidbit about our family mm -hmm. is I let everybody get their food first, you know, Woo! or at least so all of the women. kids. Yeah. So all of my kids get their food. Then I get my food. And then my husband gets our food. Like that is kind of our process. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he gets all the scraps. Usually every once in a while, I'm like, I'll make your plate first. And then you know, and then I'll make his, or I make them at the same time. But if our kids eat a lot more meat then the protein's gone we're left with like chicken scraps you know <laughs> and so anyways protein is huge finding enough ways to get protein in um i have some strategic things that i now do for yep. myself to try to get the protein in but i i know i'm still under <laughs> what i should be eating yeah so, just know yep. that you guys are not alone if you're struggling to get enough protein. And that's one of the things that I tell all of my clients, get more protein, get more protein. Most of us eat enough fats and enough carbohydrates. Yep. It's the protein. Yep. So every single meal, right? Don't backload it and just have your protein source at, at, at dinner time. And again, when we say protein source, it can be omnivore, it could be meat, or it can be plant-based, right? If you're plant-based and we're diving down another rabbit hole here, you and I, as always, but if it's plant-based, we need to diversify because it's not a complete per protein. So you just have to make sure for all my vegans and vegetarians out there that you are eating different types of plant-based proteins to hopefully get that complete protein in your diet for that day, for that day. Okay. 
that's, and then that's it. It just takes a little bit of time. But in that guide that I give you guys is definitely a great start. And we talk a lot about protein and sneaky ways to add it in there. <laughs> I'm going to go download it. Cause I want to see if you yeah. have some other ideas or suggestions for, mm-hmm. for me too. So Busy awesome. Moms. I know busy moms trying to do all the things. So thank you so much, Moni, for being on. Um, is there any last thoughts that you want to share with the listeners? No, I think this has been so fun. I think again, with that area, just remember, it's not that you're doing something wrong, right? It's just a sign that your body's telling you something, you know, if you want to blame somebody blame estrogen, but it's not something that you're doing wrong. So please don't start dissecting your nutrition or dissecting how you work out or adding more time at the gym. And really sit back, listen to this podcast, think about where in your day you can start adding in the tips that Shannon and I talked about and keep it simple. And that's it. I love it. Perfect. I will link everything up, all of Moni's information, her social media. Yeah, of course my kids. Um, (laughs) All of Moni's social media and her guide. So you guys can head over to the show notes and download it. And I will see you guys on the next.